0: Before we continue the piece inside the Ish Kodesh today, I wanted to share with you guys something that happened yesterday that I feel is very shy to uh, what we're learning. We're on page 75. You can have page 75 open in front of you. As you guys know, I do a show with Jeremy and Ari on their network once a week, usually on uh, uh, Tuesday mornings, Tuesday after we learn. And um, our show is the more, more spiritually-oriented show on their network, LandofIsrael.com. Um, and yesterday, it was more of a Q&A session. It was a very different session that we've had. Usually, I'll come up with the Torah, a teaching, and we develop it, and end off with this good story or something. It wasn't like that yesterday at all. And it was very good that we kind of let go of the regular format of the way things usually went, and we flowed with what was at, you know, the issue, whatever issues were at hand. Ari had a question, and Jeremy had a question. And I felt that after we left the show, I mean, obviously, clearly, because we record right after we, we learn, it's always kind of stemming from the sheer that we're doing. But I felt that it was important. I wanted to share with the chevra what, um, what... There was only two questions. Your question was, and what your question was, and how we, how we answered it, because the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it's all... It's definitely going to be relevant to what we're going to be learning later today, but it even has a lot to do with what we've seen before now. So, do you remember what you asked me? Yeah, yeah I've that? been
1: thinking about that show. Yeah, since we I left spent the until rest of now. The day thinking about yeah, me too. And, and
2: it provided comfort for me and it alleviated anxiety. On the other hand, I was left with the question at the end:
0: well, What's the new way? So, so don't, yeah. So don't, don't, don't add to, the, okay. don't add more shilas. <laughs> Just stick his, with the first Shila. Yeah. And be a be a nice boy today. And you you guys be nice to each other today, okay?
3: Jack's nice watching you. Yeah. You're nice you have
0: Jack, oh, Jack you in between. Be we have the Jack the the in Falcon between you, the, the, right. the, the Falcon divider.
4: Mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Queensbury rules. <laughs> 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 um,
0: Nobody. Share no no, 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 no. not about this, please. No, no. I want already to go. Go, please.
2: Not about that. The first, you started by asking the question. Do you no, feel new? Right. Jeremy said yes. I said no, right? And uh, and I was sharing that I I've, I felt like the Asarimay Chavai had so many goals, and I was so excited about it, and optimistic about it, and I have literally failed miserably, in my perception at least, of all of the goals that I wanted to do, and I felt even more disheveled, confused, and disoriented than usual, and uh, and I just felt like I, I failed on this you you
0: Shuvah. That was my <coughs> question, right? Or, the, yeah, more or less. It was your answer, and it was also like, yeah, okay, that was your thing. It
2: was my, my answer and my question. Like, I, I just
0: felt... And how did we... Okay, does anyone else Does anyone else relate to that? In terms of disappointed expectations? All right. For right now, mamish, right now? All right, so we, we went through a mahalach that was, I think, very helpful... And I wanted to bring it out for everyone to really, uh, to really uh, you know, receive from, I would even say suckle from. Because it's a very, very important Indian, because this is stuff we always fall through. You know, we're supposed to feel new, but if we don't feel new, it's a disappointed expectation. So how did we answer that yesterday?
2: You said that perhaps I'm uh, forcing, uh, there's a new relationship that Hashem is calling me to. This is what I understood from you. Yeah. And I'm forcing my my expectations and my relationship with Hashem on Hashem r- rather than being, uh, having a love shome, listening to what Hashem is actually.
0: Which means that it could be that what you thought is, what you thought defines Emma's Tzitka yashus, the, the holiness, right? So we're not Khalilah saying it's not a halachic framework you have to adapt to. But what we were saying is that it could be. In some deep, Pnimi level, that what Hashem wants from you is a different way of of serving Him, with different expectations. That's what we were were saying yesterday. And we we brought a teaching from the Zidich of the Rebbe regarding Korach, that um, Hashem was saying to Korach, I I see that you think that your way, your ultimate way of serving Me is by being the Kohen Gadol, because that's really what He wanted, (laughs) even though He didn't say it. But a greater person understands that Hashem might want a different nekuda of avoda from him, which for him in his potential is much greater than what he thought in his mind is the ultimate. Now, how does a person capable of reaching that place of accepting that, that maybe his avoda is Hashem? Maybe Hashem wants something new, something different from him. It's like
4: everything else. Is the key.
0: Absolutely. Say
5: again? Bitum. Bittles. Bittles.
4: Bittles.
0: Bittles. Bittles. Bittles.
5: Bittles. If you're not judging your thought, then you're not judging your expectation.
0: <coughs> Sorry. An Correct. An
5: expectation is just a thought.
0: Okay. An expectation is a judgment. Is almost a yeah. Is a judgmental thought that you have in, uh, on yourself. This, but let the
4: judge judge.
0: Let the judge judge. We, mm-hmm. we keep on saying this. The more Arya was thinking about how to approach your question, the, your your inyan, then the more Hashkata became like the key avodah in understanding, Hashem, the question we all have, what is it exactly you want from me? Not in a level of, you're hurting me, we're not there, more like really I want to listen now a little bit clearer and deeper to what it is you're trying to tell me. But in order to be able to hear what you're trying to tell me, I, Mamash, I have to i have to clear up more. So the chauffeur helped us maybe a little bit, but now there's a say to me, to even understand what the voice of the chauffeur was, but if I'm still going to be stuck on what I thought would define this week as a successful week and not be open to what, what this week could be just I'm schlepping my baggage from last year into this year. And that was a very important thing and I was so happy you brought it up yesterday on the show because I think you could develop a lot of different things from it. Because um, I'm sure each of us since Rosh Hashanah as high as it might have been, there's been—I mean, you were the only one that raised your hand. I think alone when I asked, "Who else is in that place?" I mean, what 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 would be a definition of a successful week, based on your expectations? But it would be something that had to do with last year's envisioning of what it means to be close to Hashem. Correct. So, I'm I'm telling you, like I something happened to me after my friend died a few weeks ago. After Rav Shalom passed away, someone asked me yesterday how was Rosh Hashanah. I felt I came to shul completely empty—not empty in a bad way, not empty in a bad way, empty in a very, very good way. We cried so much that I think it drenched out all the, you know, a lot of things, and with it also the world of expectations of what I'm supposed to feel. As opposed to just knowing that I'm not feeling I have nothing inside, I think it swept it swept away also this thing of like all the cheshbonas of what it 's supposed to feel like, and just coming with mamish and emptied out tanks saying, "Okay, it's on empty now, fuel me up with the, with the tear of the chauffeur and I also have been going back and forth this is has whacked me physically too you hear, i'm I'm very mess, messed up from this week. And uh, I think a lot of it has to do with Rosh Hashanah was the cleanser, but now you're in the washing machine. You know, like, Mamesh, you know, you're in the washing machine. Yom Kippur is the, the last wash, and the, the dryer is those five, the spin, yeah. But that's a very, very, very important thing to be aware of and conscious of this week if you're going to do any habata, any observation of your thoughts, observing your thoughts, to notice, Tachlis, Lemaiseh. Hashem recreated the whole year. Everything is new. But what am I what have I schlepped in from last year? Because your disappointment is a last year's expectation. It's not this year's expectation. So that was one. That was very important. What did you ask me? What was your question? It was a very important question. Wait, Don't like Yeah. can I they a little bit? Yeah. I mean I
6: think for me i like Two of them with the two of their answers. One's really positive, one negative, and I go back and forth. When you see, when you say you're stepping in the last year's expectations,
2: can you, can you go high resolution on that? okay well, can, can I answer what, what was for me? Sure. Sure. Okay, so I had a list of how I wanted to eat, what I wanted to learn, hashkata, uh, exercise, all these different things that I wanted to do to make this like a Paradigm week that is showing like I'm gonna like and the root of it is gonna be Abodad Hashem, you know, that, that's the motivating factor. I have literally been worse the last three days on all these different things. Not anything, I haven't like betrayed, I've done anything terrible, but just not done anything, you know, so and I'm just like wondering what is my deal? What's what's going on with me? And it was just getting me really down. You yeah, know, so that's <coughs> sounds it's like you took on too much at once. Well, it's also like, in addition to, uh, I, I
3: hear every, and I totally can what you're saying, but then, then I know from my own experience that anytime I try to, 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 to go through a uh, personal growth in a certain area, which is kind of what you're describing, even yeah. if it's just for a week, that's when the ACR comes out of you in those specific areas. It's not like you can't do that. Uh, I think the control is, I think, partly is if you don't get all the way there, it's just because that's not what Hashem had in mind for you. But it could also be that it's just the Yates that's just coming at you hard because you're about to take this major leap, and that's terrifying for, for him.
2: Yeah, but there's not about to. Like, but there can that, be about to take the major leap until I leave the world, and then I'm dead. But You know, about like this is the Asiri made Mechuva, and I'm feeling this just a lot of like. You know, so, disappointment. So, you have, so you
5: have these expectations. I think that sometimes we point expectations in a very negative way because most times expectations aren't like they do because they turn into idolatry kind of in a way like you worship the outcome and if it doesn't happen then you're like yeah. you know but but also with our children if we send our children off to school and we say I have no expectations of you just go and they come home and they're not doing their homework they're not doing anything they live up to their expectation right they live up to your expectation if, you, if there's no expectation, but maybe there's a different way that you can look at your experience with those expectations. Because I can tell you one thing that even just listening to you right now that I perceive, and I could be totally wrong, is at least today, you're conscious. You're conscious of what's happening. You're awake. There's an awakeness about, like, gosh, I, I wanted to do this, but now... You know, I'm, I was I, conscious I, of
2: this the whole time. I mean, the whole time I'm like, I should not, I should be doing a whole list of other things. And,
6: you walk, and are you wallowing in it? I, I don't know. I can't really account for Because, it. I mean, there's, like, maybe there's uh, a
5: gratitude in saying, you know what, every single time I don't fulfill one of these things that i got on my list, Hashem's reminding me and, I'm, and I'm, I'm grateful that I'm able to have this interaction, this dialogue, mm-hmm. this connection to Hashem in a way that I'm awake. Because the worst is to be unconscious. The worst is to go for weeks, months, and not even think about that list. Mm-hmm. And not even think about those things that you want to make sure of those things that you want to change Self, and there's a level of consciousness that maybe that awakeness is part of the new paradigm maybe
0: part of the new paradigm is an awakeness and a consciousness around what you're experiencing that that's what I want yeah. to answer your question that, that's what I was yeah. That, yeah. that's it it's not that we're saying that the stuff that I want that's not good you have to want different things but it's a shift of consciousness of what role does the wanting play in my life. And being aware of how much my disappointed expectations do so much more damage than what really they were set for in the first place. And if that's the way that I live my life, I need, wow, I need shuva in that way, in that realm of understanding, of being aware of what what I'm doing to myself. It's not anybody else. Can you just say
2: that again? I feel like I almost got it, and then I... You, you,
3: nailed it. you want something so badly And you, you're not doing it But you want it so badly
2: Just
0: think about how much you've grown Just to want those things so badly I feel that It's not, it not those things that, that I want It's mm-hmm. to do
2: tshuva but, but, to feel I this. wanted it to be about tshuva And I don't feel like I've done tshuva at all I, I, I get it now it, it, Parallels between what First Lomo And,
6: and what Simon just, tshuva? Tshuva. Yeah. What Shimon just said is Tshuva is the process you, you define Chuba as the result. You de, you define Chuba as, I, I I ate healthy, I, I worked out, um, I was better to my father or whatever the, whatever the things you have on your list. And if you didn't do that, then you didn't do Chuba. That's like your definition of it. And that's like, because why? Because last year, you didn't work out, you didn't eat healthy, and you didn't respect your father. And what, what Shlomo and what, what Shimon are saying is, you didn't, you didn't understand the Chuba and the process and the prayer and, uh, and and the calling out and saying, God, this is what I am. This is where I am. Help it not define me. Instead, you said, Ah, oh, I didn't reach my goal yet. Mm.
2: Is, that, is that what you're saying? Okay. Well, sorry. very
4: nice. Yeah. The process
2: is the goal. Nice. So you, and that's why you start off by saying, "Hashkata," is like a big well, part. That,
0: that's what takes you there, I think. If you if it's done right. Yeah, but, but then you ask Hashem. The end of Ashkata is bringing this Inyan and asking Hashem, please help me not define myself based on what I just did. Show me a way of feeling Mamish utmost close to you through a process and not necessarily through a result. That's a huge tefillah. Huge tefillah. Because we really, because of the Western world that we grew up in, where success is based on the final goal and an achievement. Very result-oriented. Result-oriented, so we do that with ourselves, with spiritual matters as yeah. well. I mean, it's not our fault. We were raised in that kind of a, a you know a thinking um, world. That's how we were raised, because of this goal-oriented system. But when it comes to the nefesh, it doesn't work like that. It so, so I was so happy you brought that up yesterday. My, yeah, my,
3: Sorry to interrupt.
0: Please yeah, please. You continue. have to feel
3: like you have some wins. Thank you. So like you gotta give yourself the small wins, like whatever any little thing. And tap into that and and like mark it like we spoke about when we we're learning uh name a couple months ago. You gotta mark that small win in your mind. Be like, that was the real me. That was that was what I wanted. Yeah. Even if it was like a teeny little win, like you know, yet you kavana at one part of davening just a little bit better, but you're like, that's me, and and then you could go back to that and be like, I'm doing this, okay? Yes, the the end game or whatever I perceive that to be is 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 a raw is, is a road I'm traveling. Right. small
0: wins can only be picked up on during consciousness <clears throat> uh, that takes place during a process.
5: Well, the first win in the process is wanting these so <clears> things. <throat> You've
3: already you, you've already started started the processes, Josh. So. I've been asking Hashem for the When I get into that space, I'm a mash. Just say, give me something. Just yeah. Give, give, not and, and, Not the
0: end. Right. Just give right. me
3: some. But uh, I feel a bit like an outsider because I've I mean Shlomo, thank you because I've never I've never done any preparation for any of these. If you're an outsider because of yeah. that, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> never. so no I got to a, what was it was two days ago I got to a point where because I've been you know it's like I, I'm going up I sense I feel closeness and then I feel some distance and I got to a point on two days ago and it had been building up where I I just sensed that Whatever it was I should be feeling between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and what I got out of Rosh Hashanah, there was something missing. I just knew there was something, something not there. Like, I just knew that it should be something else. I didn't have an expectation of what it should be. I just knew that where I was, wasn't it. And I won't tell you the whole setting, but I sat and I wet just over this. And I couldn't uncontrollably just... just overcame me and I just I said I know and Hashem I don't know what it is you want but I know that there's more and from that uh, you know I had a conversation and this and I don't know I mean now a couple of doors open to me like Hashem definitely showed me some things and one thing that Hashem showed me and I think it got touched on was this tension that I'm living through between what I think I want to do and what Hashem is showing me in my life all these gifts that Hashem is giving me and Hashem is saying well, I gave you all this and if you want all this it's pretty clear, here's what you need to fix. And then there's the me in the picture saying, well, I want to do some different thing, because this thing that I want to fix, I don't like... Never mind that. Right, I don't like it's too, whatever it is. I've got a whole bunch of reasons why, and maybe they're (coughs) legitimate. They may be a lot of legitimate reasons why I don't want to deal with these things. But I can't have all these other gifts that Hashem gave me if I don't, you know, deal with this thing. So... Now I mean, like I have to make decisions, but it, I, I can just tell you that it definitely and and some of it was just it was there was some amount of just uh, I mean it happened in yoga a little bit I do some yoga and it happened there and in some other times where I was able it's really hard for me to get quiet with myself but between just letting that emotion come out and having some quiet time and just taking time to think through the awareness. Uh, of where I am is getting higher I, I try not to get too excited because I know oh now I have this new like oh this is it all of a sudden, but I know like you know whenever it's going to be it's going to you know I'll call back again but um, I definitely feel like uh, just it's the result of this and all you guys that are helping me to move forward and push through these things that are just so important
0: Ashwetchum Shkoyach Shkoyach
3: Great way of being vague but so clear on <laughs> what you're saying. I'm so like, I completely get everything you're saying. Even, even though. I'm certain that parts of my experience are resonating with other guys in this room. I feel like a lot of us, I see like, you know, a lot of us also, I see people have a cold and this and that and the other, and it's all like, I feel like we're all coming here every day and we're all. I mean, we have to be. Hashem has to be somehow spiritually also pulling us <laughs> somewhat on the same path. Thanks to, thanks to Shlomo again. Thank you for bringing us together.
0: All right, All right, you. Should we go to there now? Or should we go into the Yesh Are you ready? Yeah, I can. Okay. This this, 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 we're gonna go through this and just say exactly what it was.
1: To open my this is your heart. T- 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 and open exactly my heart the way that I, I. Here's what it is, I love my wife a lot. She's like the best, most awesome wait, wait, wait. person. Is it, is it on? <laughs> it's okay. on.
0: And, uh, uh, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not uh, yeah, streaming. Not she has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, I, she, quite often I cut it uh, when it's like stuff like this. Don't worry. No, I don't, but, but, but wait a second. This is she, not what I asked you to say. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. This how is how so nothing. That, okay, okay. So I'll just say what he said yesterday. What? Well, Okay. I wanna stick exactly Jenny. Whatever you want. I wanna say exactly <laughs> what happened yesterday. I'm not trying to so, I'll say the exact this, same question.
1: I just wanted to know where it was coming from, so it wouldn't sound I didn't want to sound vague because vague leaves. I mean vague is good for I, the airway.
0: Actually, vague really cuts through apparently. <laughs> but okay, beseder, go for it. You Beceder. love your wife, so go from a, there. We
1: have a scheduled C section on Sunday. <laughs> So the last time we had an emergency C-section and my wife suffered for I don't know how long. It was so much pain and so much horrible. It was just so hard. And uh, I'm like hearing David now and he's like weeping and you know, just like all of this tshuva process of rising and falling and yes, I know Rabbi Nachman says it's a and that's the way it's supposed to be but I have like, I have, like a ta'anah against Hashem a little bit. Like, why does it have to be with so much weeping? Why does it have to be so hard? Like, can't, it just be like an aliyah, like like a, a ski lift. Let's just go on a ski lift for a little bit. Like everything is so challenging, and then, you know, we coming off the Ish Kodesh. Like I read with our dear friend Mordechai Zeller, almost all of the kidve PSS and Shir Aleph, uh, and it just mind bend of Torah. So I just left it until Bnei Makhshavatov, fifteen years later. Really? I just couldn't do it anymore because to put and then. Thinking like, again, yeah, like just the Holocaust. Like it's so hard for the Jewish people. Three chayalim are now killed. Like, Hashem, just like to Azorla, we like, why does there have to be a Yuri Can we just like make it easier for us a little bit? Like, we're here Two all Two
0: more like, chayalim this morning. What? There was a This was a, there was a, 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 tra- a uh, tank f- flipped over in training oh. in the Golan. Two chayalim and, 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 and four injured.
1: So I just feel like there's just so much uh, pain around us. There's so much, like, hardships and weeping and struggles and everyone, like, if you just scratch underneath the surface, everyone has got it. And I'm like, Hashem, ta'asor l'anukvar, yad Hashem, Hashiach, yagiyakvar. Like, I don't know what to say. I just want, like, the Yerida doesn't have to be such a Yerida. Let's just, like, make it an aliyah a little bit. So that was my question.
0: Which is a <laughs> absolutely legit question for anybody to ask. So how did we approach that yesterday? It's a hard one. How did we approach that? Um,
1: well, on the show, HaKadosh Baruch is down here with us. It's not yeah. like we're suffering and He's away. This is all a part of His... He's here with us, you know, in the, in the show. He's mamish, like, with the Piyasetz narevi, living through these realities with Him. And so, and we start with Lashem, you know, we just don't know His ways... But it's comforting when you take your ego and your personal reality out of it and leave a little bit more makom for HaKadosh to be here with us in this reality. So there will be tikkun and there will be Mashiach and soon things will be good. But at least he's here with us
2: in this process. Oh, and then you said something so powerful, unless I'm delusional. You said uh, that Hashem, that we don't feel bad necessarily for ourselves when we're going through this, but that we have compassion on Hashem.
0: The tzaddik, when he is in pain, he says, Hashem, why are you doing this to yourself? And we said that you're, you're shy about why does it have to be so hard? But who's the first person that asked that straight up in the Torah? Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu. The end of Parsha Shmos. I
4: can
0: Why are you doing this? Right? i we say it like again on fast days, we said in the end of Shmos, when he sees that he goes out after, let's say, doing tshuva and beginning the mission of redeeming Am Yisrael, and what's the initial response that happens after that? <coughs> Things get much, much worse, right? but really, what was he really asking? He was really asking, if you're with us, why would you do this to yourself? So when you ask that question of personal pain and affliction, but it's you're able to ask that from a place of, since you're with me, why are you doing it to yourself? It's a different ball it's a different type of asking and it brings the relationship you have with Aqadish Baruch with to a completely different level because what was Hashem's response to My Shirabainu when he asked that? What did, how did he answer in, The the aunt the last Pasakampashmas. that's later, that's in Va'ira. Atatira. Now, okay, ah, that's what you're asking. Okay. Now I'm gonna show you what I'm really all about. Then Pashas the Arab starts. Okay, this is how I revealed myself to Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov, and I see that your thing is different. And then it's and then it's mamish understanding Ehyeh Yasher but asking that question about Hashem and not about you is the beginning of the answer. That's all
5: difficult. but that makes it really hard. I mean, honestly, that makes it very difficult for me to accept it. especially right now we're saying Hamelach. Right? A We're not saying the president. We're not saying the prime minister. A president has a congress and a senate to deal with. A prime minister has all these other parties and seats and to deal with all that. A king does what he wants. A king does what he wants. Mm -hmm. A king can make decrees, lift decrees. A king can change situations, create situations. So, if if I imagine in my head that I am a person in an old village and I'm and I'm hurting, and my children are sick. And the king comes out of his palace and he comes to my house, and he moves into my house with me, and he coughs. coughs. See, I'm sick too. And he, you know, eats our gross food and all those things. I'm looking at the king and I'm saying, What? Like, why? You have the storehouse. If you care, don't come pretend that you're sick with me don't come eat my food and god down with me open your storehouse and bring me out of this situation and bring us out of this situation it feels fake it feels imposter he's the king so why if he's the king why is he putting the degree on himself why, why, why that, like can I answer? That's the
0: question that's unless you have son that, that's the seems, goal it seems. That's the goal of asking. That's what the Esh Kredish is screaming from that's the get yeah. huh? This is what he said. said. This is what he said. The first day we learned how this. How are we supposed
3: to make your name great if you if you won't allow us to?
0: If, if, if it's you that gives life or doesn't give life, then how are us walking dead people supposed to crown you as a king? Why would you Why would you put this in this situation?
5: But I think that it's it's even more to say that. That he, to, to say that I'm a human being and I'm here suffering a king who can make all yeah. suffering stop at, yeah. like that, for me to say, oh, but he's suffering with me,
0: no, no it's that not that a comfort. It it's not a comfort. We're not talking about that it comforts us. And that's not what we're talking about. It doesn't comfort us at all. No, you're standing in the water cell ghetto listening to the Rebbe giving over a dressage saying, oh, but it's a comfort because I know you're also suffering. It's la It's a question on Hashem. No one's talking about comfort now. We're talking about a taina. That the, it's an ishbritzer taina. Really? And, it's going, and the Rebbe's going in and out of it in this drush of Rosh Hashanah. So just but be it clear.
4: I've I, I told you the story. There was a man in Los Angeles, a survivor of Auschwitz, who was one of the few who would talk about it. He, he, he and a couple of his friends escaped the death march to Germany by hiding. The only place to hide in Auschwitz, they had run out of petroleum, but they hadn't run out of gas. So they were still killing Jews and just piling up corpses. They hid under a pile of corpses. And they remained there, they don't know how long, a day, two days, until they heard Russian spoken. Um, And every year on the anniversary of his liberation, he would throw a formal Kiddush in the Shul on the Shabbat before, and he would talk about his experiences. It was one time. No one can imagine how it happened. Someone smuggled a pair of tefillin into his his uh, bunk, his his barracks, and pandemonium broke loose. I never mind putting it on. Everyone was just scrambling just to touch them. And of course they got caught, and they were lined up out in the yard in formation. And one of the SS guards put on the tefillin, and he was walking around shuffling like this, and there was just uproariously funny for the other SS officers and the guards and so forth. It was the funniest thing they ever saw until he crumpled to the ground dead. He said they were afraid to breathe. They sat, you know, eyes front as if we had seen nothing. They were quietly hustled back into the barracks. And he said no one said a word. No one said anything, but everyone knew what everyone else was thinking. Hashem had just shown them, even here, I am with you. I'll be with you. And uh, he said, and everything that is happening is supposed to happen and they knew they would never understand why. But that moment gave hundreds of men the strength to survive. Wow. So, I don't understand it, but there is comfort in it.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you met this person that told you this? Oh yeah, I knew him well. Yeah, he was in LA? Hmm, in LA. In LA. Yeah.
4: Very unique man, and a very difficult man. I'm sure that was one of the keys to his survival. Right. He was a very difficult man, but he was he was an exceptional person.
0: I'm sure. Thanks for sharing, Jimmy. You want to say one more thing?
1: Yeah, because been the whole day, I was processing Ari's question, processing my question, struggling with exactly what you were struggling with, and he says like that doesn't I have a taina, and you're just making the taina stronger. Like, what do I do with this? Like. Thing inside me, and uh, so I was talking to Ari. We we're out in the farm, and Ari's like, "You just always have to remember, it's just an illusion of evil. Evil doesn't really exist within Hashem. I, if there's a full evil in the world like this, is not full evil, but within the oneness of Hashem, it's nistarot. It's not really evil." And so then, um, I was just took my guitar out and I just started uh, singing to Hashem that I don't like this thing, and my taina is on you. And I had a little bit of like a David moment. I wasn't bursting and weeping, but a new nigun came to me. And I was like, there's something so beautiful right now about this yearning to draw closer to Hashem that I felt like uh, something opened up all of a sudden. And all of these ta'anod and upsetness, somehow like tov was somehow hidden inside that. That when I actually like let my heart open up, there was like nechama in it. And it really was somehow like hard to explain, but,
0: I well, that results a, in hitchach.
1: Yeah. So, like, Hanistarot LaShem. I don't think we're ever going to have like a real answer but you to said how the to. Thing about Gan Eden, right? What's the thing with Gan Eden? No, say it. What did you say? Uh, you said. it. You right? say it. I don't remember. Please say
2: <laughs> it. I don't fully remember it, but you were quite affected by it. So i would remind you if you remember it. That just just Adam made from the tree, and this is like the matzah. Ah. Jeremy, okay. you, you, what were you
1: saying Ah, well, that's right. Let's just say what Ari said. Meaning, like, as I was singing, what came to me was that, like, yeah, man, we're out of the garden. Meaning, there was a time we were in the garden. And it was awesome. And it was amazing. And the Torah's telling us, yeah, we had a nephila. And now we have this technology called Hasidut, Torah, Hashem, Judaism. And it's meant to, like, bring us back to where we all want to get to. And it's like this incredible epic tshuva. Back to where? To the place where we won't have ta'anod anymore. Humanity already now has all of the kalim. We could live until we were 20 billion years old, upload our consciousness to this, cure cancer. We could, all the suffering at this point in the history is all us. And we have the technology right now. The Torah tells us how to like fix it. So that was also a little bit I said, like, We're in we're a kicked out of Gan Eden. Now this, the tshuva is really to get back. So it's like a Tanaan Hashem, but it's really a Tanaan humanity. And the Kodesh gave us the Torah to fix humanity. So it's in our hands now. So what are we doing here? We're here... Shlomo, in our own small way, to try to fix humanity. Do you still feel like you're a of Hashem? Of course. Meaning, Tehill is going into a C-section on Sunday. What they the heck? That, you that know, way. it's still there. Meaning, like, I can't help. I suffer when, when, when like, people that I love suffer. Uh, like, every pigua is, like, heartbreaking for me. But, like, Hamistarot Lashem, there just has to be a place where we're never going to understand, we don't know. But I do know that within that yearning of wanting Tikkun, within that yearning of wanting, like, wholeness in Shlemut, there's a certain closeness to Hashem that I can only feel in a yearning place, so that's like very special. So it's like it's like a, it's it's like an illusion, because it's all closeness ultimately. Like that. that that's
0: why the Rebels were always so big on hid gabruta b'acheshik. Yes. <laughs> they were always building on trying to trying to arouse yearning, not arouse endgame, but but arouse cheshik. Always nichsafti. It's all about kisufim. Chesek. All the tires in Chassidus. It's all about them. Arousing that place. A feel about Astara. Hmm. A feel about. Dafka. That's a process. Dafka there. That's really connects right back to. You, our you, you said earlier about
5: after having lost,
3: Shalom. You went
0: into a empty. So that that pain that
1: you went through in losing such a close
5: friend
3: left you empty, which allowed you to connect more, like, almost like once
5: you were emptied out, you, you were able to be the more of, it. I don't know. Something. <laughs>
6: it's amazing, we, we I was gonna say this to Jeremy, but it's relevant also for what Dove just said. Like, we read about Hanah, I mean It's very strange. She's, like, she's angry at God. She says, she was like, against God. And, and since she's angry so many different times, she says to Ellie, I'm I, I a lot of issues, and I'm a lot not I think. And it's just, it sounds so
0: strange, like when she finishes praying and she leaves and after Ellie and her have her in their conversation, she leaves and she feels better. And then nothing, she's not pregnant. And then right.
3: she's being accused of like,
0: Drunk. Yeah,
2: yeah But, <laughs> but <laughs> after, that, after that, Ellie leave, <laughs> No, Ellie's she was pregnant. Hey, she, blesses You know what God says, whatever your prayer is. And she leaves the, the, uh, the Mishkan and she
6: feels okay. She feels great. She feels relieved. And then suddenly it opens. I'm like, why are we reading out somebody who's angry at God and praying to Him through her anger? It doesn't seem to make sense. But I, I, must, I just, I, I read it this morning I was so confused. I was like, what's going on here? I think you're tapping yeah. into it. I don't. I
1: don't
5: have a full explanation, but there's it. your paradigm. Yeah. yeah. H. Cush talks yeah. about that in, his, in some of his other works about using your emotions like anger. So please pick up, I can. Using your emotions like anger and understanding that you're feeling something and, and how you channel that and what you choose to do <coughs> with that that feeling of something like the stuff you're feeling, like you can either. Get mad and like have an argument with God. but At least you're still having an argument, with God, right? And like you, but like that to To have that feeling arousing, where at least you're awake and at least you're like you're in the fight, right? You're in the fight. It's like with your wife, or you know, maybe this one with my wife. If, if you get in an argument, it's way worse if it's just like
0: quiet, don't
1: talk.
5: Yeah, you want to fight it out at least, because at least you're in the fight, right? He says, don't
1: right. You know. So this was the last Nechama, and I'm going to say this, yeah. on Rosh Hashanah. I had one time, and I was like, what are my best parts of my year? More like my highlights. And I tried, it's a hard thing to do, whatever's going to come to me is what's going to come to me. And then I had some where Ari, like, poked me, and then I threw something at him, or something like that happened, and then Toby had to get up and sit in between us, like we were in the fourth grade, like that Rebbe had to separate us. And I was thinking, like, all of us are going through this beautiful process, and like... Uh, for years now, it's just been me and Ari, and now there's like a chavurat to go to it together with. It's like the best part of my year. Recognizing that there's like such a chavurah in the world. <laughs> I
0: love you. I really do. Can I have a minute to thank you, group? <laughs> for sure. We do have tomorrow, though. Just letting everybody know. Oh, but yeah. Okay. Um, <coughs> this is
4: a, lot of, a lot of a lot of stuff in me, and. Um, Four years ago, I was stricken with a terrible fever, a terrible infection, and uh, I just about had enough strength to survive the antibiotics. You know, the infection died before I did, and um, following that, during the recovery from it, my parts of many things in my neshama were revealed to me. And we're taught that at a, the moment of a person's death your whole soul is revealed to you so much was revealed to me that i was beginning to think that maybe the moment of my death was being stretched out into sort of an extended moment because there was so much coming up you know but they, they stopped happening so i surmised that wasn't happening that, that you know that wasn't happening but uh, i put a lot of this stuff together it, it all came together over a discussion we had and um, kept growing and growing. I shared it with Shlomo. He said he wants me to share it with the group, but it's too long. So I'm trying to cut it. I'm trying to pass it and so forth. Meanwhile, this morning it just grew some more. <laughs> more was revealed to me just in the last hour. But um, I, I will share it with the group eventually as soon as I cut it down. It's, really intimidating. it's almost 30 pages already. I'm trying to, you know, it's just no, no one will read it. No one has time to read anyone else's stream of consciousness. I begged them
0: to when I saw it. I said, "Listen, I want them, to, I want them to see it." But I know if they open up the document, it's twenty-seven pages. So
4: this is not the nineteenth century. No one has time to read anyone else's stream of consciousness. So, you know, I, I'm I'm too close to it to really edit it down. But I'm trying. And uh, maybe what I'll do is do it in two parts. I'll do either short form and in a separate mailing, you can you know read as much of the long form as you want or something. But uh, we'll see what I can do. But uh, this has been, meanwhile, sharing it with you represents a very high degree of trust, you understand. Um, and I trust this group very deeply. And I want to thank you and Shlomo for this experience—it's
0: been very deep and very rewarding and very productive. Yeshua Kolech, it's it's reward. It's it feels like a gift just to hear those words. It's a gift. Thank you.
6: Definitely a gift.
0: Thank you so much. All right, guys.